Welcome to the Gear Slum, your one-stop shop for all things guitar culture nonsense. I'm Aaron. I'm Phil. I'm Cole. We slum it hard so you don't have to. This week, before we get started, we have a very special, um, well, not very special, we do this all the time, but we have a new member of the Slum Hard Street Crew. We want to give a big shout out to Jim Jr. Smith. Jim Smith. Jim Smith, love that Jim guy. Jim Smith, too. You'll be getting all your right. package soon. We want to thank you and all the other members of the Slum Hard Street Crew for all the work that you guys have been doing the last couple months. They, they really slum it hard, so we don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy your perks, guys. Enjoy. Appreciate it. all Enjoy your hard work. Enjoy your special perks, special secret perks. Um, <laughs> this episode is also sponsored by Sinusoid. All your sinus needs. If you have any questions about Sinusoid, just ask Jamie Davis. He knows everything. They died for our Sinusoid, so we don't have to. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Sinusoid's great. If you have sinusoid is love, sinusoid is life. If you have uh, two inch sin sign needs, sin needs all your all your all your sins, all your signs that are two inches or fifteen feet or thirty feet, all of them. Yep, all your cabling needs, power. Oh, cable. Speaker, yes, we're talking about cables. Power, speaker, instrument, patch, lighting. They'll probably even make like a DMX cable if you needed it. Also, here's something cool. If you order some, if you order a cable from, <laughs> if you order a cable deal. from the custom shop, mm-hmm. you not only do you get free coffee from Mad Lab mm-hmm. Coffee Roasters, mm-hmm. you also they also name your cable for you and they send you a little card with it, like Lucille. Well, the one that I got from them was named Faith, I think. Whoa. It's like when you get a star named after you, except you can actually, like, it's an actual tangible thing, you know? No, it's more like Cabbage Patch Kids when you get the adoption paper. <laughs> it's actually the Cabbage Patch Kids. It's a perfect analogy. <laughs> but there are infinite stars, so obviously they're not, like, giving you coordinates to the same star that they're giving everybody else. It's well, there my aren't star. infinite stars. There aren't infinite stars. I mean, there's... There's more than we can count, I guess, but what's the word for we cannot conceive of nor count, but not but finite? It's called inconceivable. That's the word? Yeah. Or innumerable. You're looking for No, no, it has a number. This is a second it has an it has a number, but you can't assign a number. This is the second episode in a row with a Princess Bride reference. Inconceivable. So, guys, this episode is also brought to you by uh, Augmentin, which is the second uh, antibiotic that I've been on in the last two weeks because apparently I have <laughs> pneumonia. <Aww. laughs> I, was, I was told by the doctor on Thursday that I have pneumonia, so that's great. Is it walking pneumonia? It's just, it's like Did pretty mild pneumonia. He just said pneumonia, but it's, and of course, I I'm like leaving it. the the country to go to the Philippines for two weeks. You're leaving the continent. 
Yeah, I'm le- I'm going to Asia. You Which, know. to be fair, when you leave the United States, you almost always leave the continent. Or yeah, most no. people do. Let's go to Mexico or whatever, or Canada. Yeah, yeah, but most people do. So hopefully, I will still be alive. Hopefully, in the future. <laughs> I was Wait, worried about malaria, but... but now I'm more worried about pneumonia. <laughs> yeah, malaria. Uh-huh. Cole. They don't. When, when where this I'm going, airs, are you gonna? Are, will you be in the Philippines? Yeah. When even yeah. when the last one we recorded airs, I'll be there. Ah. Okay. So for the, for the viewers at home, we're doing sort of a marathon recording session, hoping to do three episodes this morning. So we're actually recording every episode for the rest of the year today. So we'll <laughs> yeah. probably be by the last couple episodes, we'll be pretty out of touch with. Current culture. guitar culture nonsense. Yeah. So, uh, so this is going to be kind of think of it as a throwback. Think of it as vintage, vintage content. Do you guys have plans for Christmas, by the way? I <laughs> <laughs> um, mean, the holidays, Aaron? No, I mean Christmas specifically. <laughs> oh. oh. War on Christmas. Open presents. I, you know, don't the, tell me Christmas. It totally bugs me when people we're say... Gonna go, we're actually going to go to the White House and visit uh, the new president since Trump got impeached. <laughs> I'm pretty excited for that. Oh, you went the other way. He went, Yeah, he went the other way. You know what bugs yeah. me is when people go, like, all smiley, they say... When they say, Merry Christmas, because I'm not afraid to say it. Like, yeah, we, it's like, we know you're not afraid to, to like, say it because you just said it. It doesn't you have, don't to have to be to like tell me you're thing. not afraid to say it. Yeah. You could say Merry no, Christmas or you could say Happy Holidays. If you say Merry Christmas and then you say, because I'm not afraid to say it, why? Yeah, why would you person. do that? And also, like, nobody's afraid to say Christmas. Some people just choose not to. It's not <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Like, people use the term <laughs> war on Christmas, but it's, it's a misnomer. Like, nobody was actually <laughs> out to get Christmas. People just choose not, some people just choose not to celebrate it. Even yeah, some I people got... who like I know atheist people who love Christmas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like they don't care. They're not against Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> so Merry Christmas. We had a good Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ate a lot of food. Yeah. How was your uh, Black Friday? I taste somebody. It was so I could get. <laughs> you tasted somebody. No, I taste somebody so I can oh. get the last oh, copy you taste of uh... somebody. You're like right now, you're tasting them. I taste no. somebody. Nope. Black Friday, three in the morning. I taste somebody over taste, the last copy are you of thing. Taste somebody. Tased with a taser. So you I could get the last him. copy of the new Call of Duty game. No, it was uh, for the uh, Logan Extended Cut Blu-ray. Oh, for five ninety nine. <laughs> I was like, that's, I don't know that's what Logan. Too good of a deal. I don't know what Logan is. What's Logan? It's a oh, cool. It's a Wolverine movie. That's, the not, last and that's final. not coming out for several months now. No, okay. I, it just I saw came out. Reference. No, sorry, it didn't just come out. It came out months ago because this air- episode is going to be airing in month- months from now. You guys are doing it wrong. Yeah, it came out this weekend. The joke is supposed to be that we recorded this episode back before last Christmas. I thought the joke was that get it? people are no. listening to this 
joke is that people are listening next to this Christmas. around next Christmas. No, that's not the joke because that joke doesn't work because you don't know about that stuff. That's why yes, it's I a joke because you're so trying to pretend like you know that. But everything that, that I'm Logan... saying is true, but out of touch. But you're the which but you're the, the only one thing. who's doing that joke. But I started I know, the joke. <laughs> I know that Logan, the Logan Blu-ray will mm-hmm. be coming out and be a it will a not door be five ninety nine. It will be a doorbuster Black Friday purchase. That's so guys, what I know. Five ninety nine though. <laughs> but are you really? Are you still going? Do you think you're actually going to taste the guy? <laughs> yes. To get that last copy, yes, I will taste him. So, guys, what what is but your ideal taste. breakfast burrito? <laughs> just a taste. If you're going to taste a breakfast burrito, what would you want to be in it? It's eggs, bacon, cheese, potatoes, and beans. You're you're both roboting. Would you guys get your act together? We're trying to do a podcast here. Maybe it's you that's roboting. Egg, bacon, (laughs) cheese, potato, beans, salsa. Beans? Alternate. Chorizo and egg. Did he say beans? Second alternate. Yeah. Second alternate is mm. machaca and egg. I think machaca is my first first uh first team all American. Okay. That's good <laughs> stuff. All Mexican. I don't think I would ever put beans in I mean I would eat it, but I would never choose to put beans in a breakfast burrito. Mm. Well, it's all right. It's your loss. <laughs> Wait a minute. I think if it was what like is a, the essence a standard what's the a standard breakfast burrito, I would say eggs, bacon, cheese, potatoes, and jalapenos. Oh, jalapenos, I don't think is standard. And the alternate would just be like a machaca taco. With... What, what's the essence of a breakfast burrito? Like, what are the, the essentials that it, it doesn't, it's not a breakfast burrito without them? Eggs. So you got to have a tortilla. Okay. You got to have think, eggs. I think egg and potato, it has to have egg and potato. And tortilla. Yeah, and tortilla. And cheese. Yeah, yeah, see, I was thinking cheese too, but then I could I could see someone saying, well, yeah, but if I don't have cheese and I do have bacon Really, I egg, think the only thing it has to have is the egg. Like the egg is what makes it a breakfast burrito and not just a burrito. And and tortilla. Well, that's what makes it a burrito. But, yes. Yeah, I think the egg. So is, what, what makes it a breakfast burrito? Component. I think. But, egg, I think but you have to understand tortilla. that the statement I was making is the egg is what makes it a breakfast burrito rather than a regular okay. burrito. Yes. It was implied. I think I think once you get past tortilla and eggs, I think the next component is cheese before potatoes. Ooh, that's a bold statement. I'm I think you're probably I would say some kind of meat before that, but personally I feel like potato potatoes and cheese when you start getting into like five ingredients, I, I I can understand someone subbing out cheese or potatoes, although mm-hmm. I would hate that to happen to me. Are you seeing you five ingredients saying? including the tortilla? Tortilla is a it's an ingredient. Yeah, but tortilla yes. is an ingredient in pizza the same way like or in the burrito like crust is an ingredient in pizza. Okay, but it's not pizza. If hey, could I have sauce and cheese 
I understand that it's that's necessary, not but I'm saying it's like baseline. Okay, so here, so Phil, it's like that's what I was talking about. What oh, is baseline. What do you like? What's what your essential? favorite? What do you like about a guitar? Well, it has to have a body. It has to have strings. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does have to have a body. It is, but it makes you sound dumb to say it because everyone knows. Yeah, that when you when that. you when you ask someone what kind of pizza do you like, and you say, "I like bread crust pizza." <laughs> What do you like in a burrito? Well, the first thing I like is tortilla. It has to have a tortilla. Because a tortilla isn't isn't in a burrito. It's hang on a second. Hang on a second. Are you telling me that you had that the tortilla doesn't matter? I'm not saying the tortilla doesn't matter. We're saying it's irrelevant. It is a given. It's implied. No, it absolutely matters because there are some places that have amazing tortillas. Both just said that it matters. Then you have to count it. But we're saying if we're talking about ingredients in a tortilla in a burrito, it's, it doesn't. But it's never a matter of like it's tortilla. It's not worth or no talking tortilla. about. It's, it's like saying, "What do you like?" Kind of tortilla. What do you like on a turkey sandwich? And you say bread. Like that's bread that's and turkey. Dumb. Has to have but bread. The, okay. Has to have turkey. So yes, here's because that's what a turkey sandwich so here's is. What, here's what the McDonald's <laughs> breakfast burrito has on it. McDonald's being the 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 authoritative voice when it comes to breakfast. <laughs> Debatable. There's no, Go on. there's no potatoes in a McDonald's breakfast burrito. Yeah, I think potatoes you're talking about those. Not you're talking about those. Those like that. But in my mind, potatoes are like potatoes are like a necessary like. For me, they are too. Any, but I I know a lot of people don't. Any good breakfast burrito I've had has like what do they yeah, call them? Like the hash browns or what? like home fries. Home fries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. There's a wait. Gas so what's in the McDonald's? What's in the McDonald's one. burrito? The McDonald's one has egg, cheese, sausage, and uh, onions and green, like, like green salsa. peppers or whatever, like yeah. little peppers. Well, how do they how do they keep it from falling apart without a tortilla? <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect. They, you just you just stick out your hand. <laughs> they just they just pile it in your hand. That's why they say that's why they say. So in, if you go and you ask, that's why they say in a burrito or, or on a pizza. They say. What kind of burrito? What would you like in your burrito? And you tell them, and they don't give you a tortilla. They just hand you the filling. Well, you didn't say you wanted a tortilla. Yeah. What if you said, "I'd like, I'd like a breakfast burrito." Hey, McDonald's drive-through. I'd like a breakfast burrito. And then you say, "Oh, but you know what? Could you add bacon?" And they're like, "Uh, sure. It'll be a dollar extra." And you're like, "Yeah, that's fine." Um. Also, could you put it on uh, a sesame seed bun? I think they'd do it for you. They might. But then it's not a burrito. I would no, say it's now at sandwich. the window. At the window, I would say, "What would you call this?" And they would they would say, "It ceased to be a burrito." What argument when are you trying to make, Phil? The tortilla. No one's arguing that a burrito does no not require a tortilla. <laughs> We know that a burrito, in fact, it requires it so much that it's not worth mentioning. That's what we're saying, because it's so I required think, that it is inherent to a burrito. Just if like we are to a sandwich. If we're talking about favorite breakfast burritos, that's fine. But what I started with was, what is the essence of a breakfast burrito? What is you essential? Don't, you don't need to talk about the tortilla because it's already it's just implied in there. It's like, what's your favorite kind of guitar of electric guitar? And you say, uh, 
or like what what's the essence of a good electric guitar and you say strings didn't we already i made that argument yeah already. i think i think yeah. i think aaron already said that it's still true I know. though which is why it's amazing to me that you're still trying to argue this point. <laughs> yes, because the convinced. question is not what makes a burrito, but what makes a breakfast burrito. The emphasis is on breakfast. So what sets a breakfast burrito apart from other burritos? And a tortilla is not that thing. Okay, that's fair enough. But next week, <laughs> I think we should have the same argument with something else that doesn't have that qualifier. And then we'll be stuck in the same spot. Phil, what's your favorite kind of pizza? <laughs> crust pizza? Crust? <laughs> crust or no, no crust? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Do you like what's crust? my favorite kind Do of like... pizza? What's my favorite kind of pizza is a different argument. Let me ask you this. What... If you yes. if you make a hamburger, but you wrap it in lettuce instead of a bun, is it still a hamburger? Ooh, see, that's that's good. This is good. I would say the the fact that a ground beef patty with other things on top of it is part of the essential hamburgerness. But is the bun essential? I I don't think it is. Okay. Because I mean, I would not want that. I don't think it is either. I think the meat is essential. But I think in a burrito, the tortilla is the meat. Did you just make my argument? No, I didn't. Yes, because here's what I'm did. saying. Because if you You're said what that, makes what makes a good if hamburger... I said, you would... If I said, what do you like on a hamburger, you wouldn't say hamburger meat. <laughs> <laughs> I might. Hamburger I might meat. say that. Yeah, you might yeah, because no, you're not. wrong, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever had that at In N Out, the burger uh like low carb style? Like yeah, so if you protein yeah. style. So if you it's said I I want I'd like a hamburger style. with nothing on it. They're still going to give you the meat and the bun. Yes. But even, But if you said I want a burrito with is... nothing on with nothing in it, they're just going to give you a tortilla. No they want <laughs> Well, nothing in it. Hmm. Ooh, see, that's tricky. If you're right, if you said, if you said, I want, hey McDonald's, I want a cheeseburger with nothing on it. Th- probably the 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 person on the other side of the speaker is gonna say, but you do want cheese because you said cheeseburger. Yeah. But then they, they what no. is? They wouldn't. They would just give you a. They'd give you a hamburger patty and a slice of cheese and a bun. Yeah. Separately, <laughs> three separate wrappings. So the only thing you, I think, the only thing you have to have for a burrito is a tortilla. Everything else is. Yeah. I mean, you have to have something else, but whatever that other thing is, it doesn't matter. It just has to be something. Okay, I'm about to blow your mind right now. Are you ready? You guys ready for this? I bet you're not. What's the? I bet you're what's not. The, <laughs> what's the difference between? A burrito and a wrap sandwich. Um, nothing. Heat, maybe. Cool. Yeah, wrap is just a sandwich burrito. So, if I get a wrap sandwich with carnitas, mm-hmm. 
and guacamole. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's a burrito. Is this... That's a burrito. You're... It's not a wrap sandwich. A wrap sandwich is a burrito. Phil, you're trying to make the argument that there are other things that have tortillas. <laughs> That's we're not saying that. <laughs> A burrito is the only thing that has a tortilla. We're just saying that a burrito has a tortilla. Yeah, the quesadillas has a tortilla, too. And then it's not a burrito. It's, it's a not a burrito. That's like saying, well, what's a guitar if it only has four strings instead of six Actually, is actually you know what? Saying, doing quesadilla is way better than burrito because there's nothing else in there. There's tortilla and cheese. Here's, what, right? here's, your, here's your argument, Phil. You say, what makes, what makes a human... Well, one of the things about a human is that they're alive. And then you say, well, what about plants? Plants are alive, too. Does that make them human? That's the argument that you're making right now. So I was right that you didn't blow our minds, at least. (laughs) I was right in that sense. Um, (laughs) Even that that girl in the background is laughing at you, Phil. (laughs) She's mocking you hard. (laughs) Even that girl that's stealing your internet and making you a robot. I do, not. Agree, I do agree, though, that the tortilla can make or break the, the burrito. Yeah. But it's not in a burrito. It is the burrito. <laughs> yeah. No, that's just like not the true. Crust isn't on, just like the crust isn't on a pizza. Saying a tortilla is a burrito means you can... It's not a, a burrito. It's the burrito. And say it's... It's the only thing. No, it is not. It's the there only other, thing that you have to have other, to have a burrito. There are other contexts where a tortilla is used, but that doesn't mean that the tortilla isn't the essential piece of a burrito. I'm saying it is a sum of parts. Is what yes, I'm saying. Yes, but a tortilla isn't in a burrito. The tortilla is what is enclosing the burrito. So that's a bridge too far. No. Oh my you God. must have I tortilla. I can't talk about this anymore. Yes, we can end we know, this conversation Phil. if you want. Yeah, we wanted to Why? 10 minutes ago <laughs> when you oh, were obviously over. wrong. It's over. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Whoa, no, wait. you said we could end it, and I ended it. If you want. No, I said if you want. I do want. You do want? Yes. Cole, do you want? Yes, we wanted to 10 minutes ago. I just said that. Okay, okay, fine. Burrito bowl. Okay, let's move on. Burrito bowl. Let's you move can't on. Go add on. Something. The conversation is over. <laughs> yeah, it's over. It's over. It's over. Because it has nothing to do with anything. Like A burrito bowl like is not trying, a burrito. It's like you're freaking it's a taco sport. salad is not a taco. Trying to talk about how Trump isn't racist. <laughs> no, you've, you've, lost, you've lost any semblance of rationality at all. You're just throwing out random words now. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Let's move on. Did we say sinusoid yet? I will say a burrito bowl is not a burrito. Wait a minute. You said we're we're over. Yeah. And then you started a new conversation and it made me angry. A burrito bowl has nothing to do with a burrito. In the same way that a taco salad is not a taco. It has the word. Yeah. It does have the word, but it's not. It's it. an agreed upon word. Anyone looking at it would go, you know that what? Not I'm looking at all the... I'm all looking at all these ingredients. You know what I'm going to call this? Shared meaning. This is a burrito bowl. Yep, not a burrito. Hey, Phil, is a guitar string a guitar? No. Nope. It has the word. <laughs> no. 
That's not the same thing. It has the word. That was the essence of your argument. It has the Guys, word. I'd, I'd really prefer Look, that guitar, we Look, guitar toilet. Pretty <laughs> that, Marshall, that amp, the Marshall mini fridge, that's an amp. Right? Now that, I truth, now that I truth bombed this argument, I think we should move on. Okay. No. Your truth bomb. Unless you want to keep... Let's keep going. No, no, Phil, you you failed in the argument ten minutes ago, and you've continued to fail since then. No, and and by saying that you're going to blow our minds and not blowing our minds, you just made it worse. <laughs> I didn't. I did not. I said that that was like fifteen minutes ago that I said I was going to blow your minds. Yeah, and you didn't. And you didn't. Fine, fine. Le- okay, let's keep talking about how I said I was going to blow your minds one time, and I didn't blow your minds. That's fine. All but right. that's not my well, current argument. <laughs> Well, your current no. argument, you just said you dropped a truth bomb, and you didn't. I did say <laughs> so truth bomb this time, yes. Th- that's a very similar thing. You and also you didn't succeed in either one of those Another things. thing you did not do. <laughs> so, guys, can we just agree that while potatoes might not be uh, necessary for a breakfast burrito, they kind of are at the same time? Yes. I like I, the I'm not going to say necessary. I'm going to say I would hate to eat one without it. I want it. I can't Please. think of a really good breakfast burrito I've had that doesn't have potatoes in it. Yes, good. I've had machaca and egg with no potato, and I like that. But okay, it be, yeah, that's but true. it would have been better with potato probably. But a machaca, like, that's like a very specific. It's like a barbecue chicken pizza or whatever. Like it's yeah, yeah, that's true. You know, it's a very specific it's kind something. of. You happen to eat it for breakfast, and it's very good and everything, but it's not your typical breakfast burrito. Yeah. Now, oh if you're God. doing, we have to stop. <laughs> are you doing? Uh, are you doing home fries? Or are you doing hash browns? If you have the choice, home fries. Um, yeah, I'd rather have big chunks. Big, not soft. even close. Yeah, really, but with some yeah. crisp. See, that's the thing. I feel like, but I feel like hash browns it... is all crisp, and I would like that soft. Or it's all, too. or it's no crisp, depending on the hash Ugh. brown, you know. And then sometimes, sometimes yeah. hash browns have that weird flavor to them, like if they're frozen or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. So, the other day in our Facebook group, um, I think it was Justin Porter was on the Slum Fashions, posted a Slum Fashion um, that he said, he said, I wish I practiced more mm-hmm. because I'm not as good as I want to be like a, a guitarist. Right. So I wish I, I should practice more, like a lot more. I don't, I don't want to derail you, but can I just slum point fashions. out, yeah. can I just point out that it's funny that this is the first time we've mentioned slum fashions and this yeah. is the fourth, yeah. this is the fourth episode we've recorded since that became a thing. Yeah, in the group. It, it was over a month ago that <laughs> it was like a big, Aaron. it was like a big thing. It was a while maybe, ago. maybe still is. It, it people still do it. So this happened like three days ago. Um, yeah, yeah. But so then Ezra gets on and he says, um, "Practice doesn't isn't going to make you a better guitar player. The only thing that can make you a better guitar player is playing with people." He said, "Practice will give you more technique, but only playing with people can make you better guitar player. And you either have it or you don't." So I wanted to hear what you guys think about that. So he's yeah. making the argument that it's like rhythm, like you can practice, but but like good rhythm is 
Well, no, his first well, argument. I think so there's more there's like two so arguments like painter, that he's making. Right? So like a painter, you can learn technique and how to paint, but that's not going to make you like a good painter artist. Like, but it depends on what you mean by good guitarist. There's something you know? that you have to have too. Mm-hmm. But I think that most people. Okay, so there's two arguments there. The first, the one about like you either have it or you don't. I mean, that's a sliding. That's a sliding scale. I think that we all yeah. have like a ceiling that we will bump up against. But are you, you talking know, about a of, ceiling in technique or like of, creativity? Either one. I think that I think that some people are really bad musically, but I think that most people, if they practiced enough, could get to a fairly proficient level of playing guitar and yeah, whether it's creativity or, or technique or whatever you want to call it, you know. I th- I think this is a this is an art science thing. But I don't but I don't think that anyone like I don't think that the majority of people, even if they practice twelve hours a day, could be as good as you know some guitar virtuoso or even or even just a very good guitarist like even someone like mark knopfler or something who's you know he's not like the shreddiest most techniquey guitar ever but he's he's a great guitarist you know why all of my favorite things all of my favorite things in the world are a combination of art and science and i think art is something that is science is something that can be taught and learned and practiced and the, the art angle, I guess this is semantics because this is kind of the, this is the same thing you're saying. I'm just labeling it differently. There's an, there's an element to it that is innate in the creativity that can't be, some people are just freaking gifted. Right. And it's like, there are other people that can't get to that level. Yeah, I think that's true of both, though. That's true of the science, too. And But then also, so, like, I did my master's degree in creative writing, right? And I don't write as much as I did then, and I'm not as good as I was then. So I think even the art side of it, like, is can be practiced and improved. And I probably, think that, I mean, that yes, is the probably. piece. I think that's the piece that improves more w- when collaborating with other people. Yeah, I'm not sure how much you could do that by yourself. I think when you're playing by yourself, you're building up the science <clears throat> side of it. Mm. And when you play with other people, you're building up the art side of it. Because like we we talked about this in the last episode, but like when I'm when I'm playing with other people, I'm not as worried about like my technique necessarily. I'm worried about, you know, sounding good and and staying with them and like blending in, mm-hmm. and, you know. Like you worry about different things than if you're in your room playing with a metronome trying to do scales or whatever. Yeah, I also think so much of music is like reacting, right? So the, if you listen to yeah. like actors talk, they'll say acting is reacting, right? Mm-hmm. Music is the same in a, in in a lot of ways. Like obviously there's solo musicians, but in most contexts, music is about playing with people and like reacting to things. And if you don't have something to which to react then you're just reacting to your own brain i guess and so your playing is not gonna like other people necessarily push you in ways that you can't push yourself just because they're different than you so like if someone's playing a riff like you're gonna play a different riff to go with that than you would if you were just sitting in your room trying to come totally but i think you need like the like even if you can like feel the rhythm and, and feel where things are going, 
knowing your knowing your scales. Yeah, helps yeah. With you need that. a vocabulary in order to do it. Like you need a baseline <laughs> or whatever. But yeah, I think you <laughs> hold up. Well, there's think... there's also an, an another element to this that is uh, I I can't remember what who wrote the book or what the book's name is, but it's about the idea that genius is collaborative. Mm-hmm. And one of the examples that the the writer talks about is the Beatles. Like we want to say, uh, you know, um, that it's we we want to say, oh, this person is the genius, but in actuality, it's the the collaboration that created the genius. And right. it's very very there are very very few examples of the one person creating creating the genius. It's and culturally, for some reason, we want to we we want to perpetuate the uh, the concept that one person can achieve genius. When in actuality, a lot of the stories of that we, a lot of the people that we think are geniuses, mm-hmm. they were actually playing off of someone else. They were working, yeah, um, against or with. Yeah, like I think that goes even in sports. Like the greatest players are only the greatest because they're playing against other great players, or because they have great players around them, or whatever. Yeah, so like I think about like Larry Bird and Magic Johnson. Like they're both great players, but they're greater because of their competition with one another. Like that made them better because they had something to push them. And to react to. And some people have that internal drive, I guess, but I don't know. I think that increases it. And also being surrounded, but like, it's like the Joe Montana versus Tom Brady argument of like, yeah, yeah. Until this last Super Bowl, most people argued that Joe Montana was the greatest ever, but it's like he had freaking Jerry Rice. Like Tom Tom Brady plays with all these like slow white guys for his receivers, you know? Yeah. And he had Randy Moss for one year or whatever. Yeah, but he was old already. Sports. Um, so one of my favorite people is this guy, Jason Martin, who um, I thought you were going to say Star Jason Flyer, Braz. Starflyer 59. He, had a band, he has a band that's been doing for like 25 years. Um, and he always has like a rotating cast of people. But he talked he talks about um, about music as and I've, I kind of use this in other things, too, but. He says it's not necessarily like an art form for him. He doesn't think about it as art, but he thinks about it as as craft, um, which I think is an interesting distinction because craft, I think, is where is the place where art and technique or science meet, right? Totally. Because you can't improve, you can't work on art, you can't practice art, but you can practice your craft that allows you, I guess, to make art. Um, anyway. Yeah, like. Like you get you get better at it and you learn techniques and skills that yeah you know like it's like when people uh, like when guitar builders talk about specific techniques they use for like I don't know shaping bracing on an acoustic guitar or for like yeah. fretwork or you know whatever it is and it's like oh they have yeah. this tool that they came up with or they have this specific technique it's not just yeah. like they were born with this ability to build a guitar neck it was, right right. Like they learn through trial and error and stuff like that, but it's still there's still art to it, you know. It's why everyone hates punk bands that are like more than a couple years old because they start to learn how to play their instruments and then and then they yeah. do things differently, right? So like and the, sing and stuff. <laughs> yeah, like they learn 
they learn the craft just by doing it just by even just by playing like three chord songs like and playing together they learn other things and they expand and then people are like oh this doesn't sound like what yeah I like it's before. like one of the few areas where it's like oh they're they sound too like clean and and like well produced now and it's like yeah. well that's just because they weren't good originally <laughs> like they were bad at what they were doing and now they're better at it <laughs> yeah but they had something like there was still that level yeah of, like you know, the, so the art it, the art showed through yeah because there's plenty of bad bands that are just bad yeah <laughs> but then there's like you know whoever you want to choose who's like yeah first album is super rough but it's like it has something you know yeah yeah totally interesting hey guys yeah um do i sound noticeably worse than i did a minute ago you sound noticeably different i think you sound kind of better but i don't know if it's better or worse (laughs) okay well this will be a good experiment my uh the battery in my um oh your recorder your interface yeah yeah (laughs) because you had to use the phantom power for it right well he's still there Wait, okay, say that again. You said cuz what? Your thing Cause, died. Because you're using the phantom power on it, so the battery probably doesn't last super long. <clears throat> Maybe I should start carrying a a spare battery with me when I record. What are you doing? Right that would be a good then? idea. I went back to my old school this is me with my headphones. Okay. <laughs> and the mic on my headphones. <laughs> I hate to say this, but it doesn't sound terrible. <laughs> 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 if it sounds <laughs> uh we'll see we'll listen back to this episode and see viewers at home yeah. uh <laughs> write into us uh the gear at gmail.com call a call our voicemail line um and tell us if if you think it sounds appreciably better or worse right now than it did before phil dropped out the Otherwise. 80 dollar mic i was using a few episodes ago sounded like measurably worse than <laughs> the stupid <laughs> headphone mic. I think yeah. the headphones sound fine. The main problem with them is they just pick up way more stuff. Oh, the main problem with all of this is that you have to be walking around outside while you do this. <laughs> and that most microphones aren't meant to be used that way. So Cole, Cole this is you like need to marriage. Get like- this is like marriage. I can't be the perfect person for you. I can't be the perfect co-host. You got to take the good. I'm not take the bad. I'm not telling you to be the perfect co-host. I'm just telling you that the fact that the mic is more expensive is offset by the fact that you're walking around outside in the wind. <laughs> yes. Okay. So what were we talking about? Craft. So Craft talking is about, a good word. Yeah. So I, I was curious if you could think of any people that are like, that you would think are, so I think Mark Knopfler is like a good example because he's not super flashy, right? Um, but he's really good. But what makes him good? Like, why is he good? I think the Beatles are good because I don't know if this is the book you were talking about, Phil, but we've talked about this before. And I I kind of don't really like the book Outliers, but it it mm. talks about this idea that if you spend long enough doing something you'll get really good at it which is like whoa groundbreaking that you you get good (laughs) by doing it a lot thanks malcolm but like the beatles you know part of why they part of why they got so good is because and maybe to ezra's point 
because they were playing with each other for so long and they had this gig, uh, whatever it was where they were playing in Germany, like multiple gigs a night or whatever for, you know, seven nights a week. And, uh, and so it was like, they almost learned a craft over time. The, the songwriting I think maybe doesn't maybe is a separate piece from that. But as far as them being like very good at playing their instruments, part of that just came from them playing so much, you know? Mm-hmm. So that was, but I think they also had enough inherent skill where that, that I think is a good example of craft too, you know? Yeah. I think like just thinking about my own journey, like even just playing in my room, like practicing and just playing riffs, it, I don't know if it makes me, if I like learn much or like become a better player, but I feel like it makes me more comfortable with the instrument where like my hands know where to go to make a certain sound and like my, you know what I mean? So like I, I can do things without thinking about them as much, like just becoming comfortable and familiar. So where like, if, okay, if I want to make this noise, I do this. The muscle memory. So then when I, yeah, the muscle memory and also, and just like, just knowing like the quirks of like this particular guitar or something. So then when you are in like a band setting, like, and you want to do something, you just do it. You don't really think about it. So I don't know. I don't know where I'm trying to go with this, but I think, I think that's an element of it too, is just knowing like, just knowing how to use your body in the, in the right way, like takes a lot of it out and allows you to be creative when you are in the creative setting. I'm still learning how to use my body in the right way, you know? Yeah, that's a lifelong <laughs> pursuit. It is. That's the journey. So I think, I think uh, I go through phases where, uh, like, on one hand, I'm practicing scales and practicing, you know, whatever actual guitar, and on the other hand, I'm trying to learn songs, and I feel like I progress. And maybe again, this goes to Ezra's point of like, when you're trying to learn a song and playing along with a song, it's it's similar to when you're playing with a band, you know, mm-hmm. it's a similar context, I guess. And when I'm, when I set out to like learn a song, I feel like I improve more than when I just try to like sit down and get better at guitar or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I agree with you that especially like you need to know that if you turn this knob, it's going to do this. Or if you, you know, like learning techniques, like, palm muting or you know hammer-ons or what you know you can learn those things and then implement them but if you haven't taken the time to learn them ahead of time then it's hard to just sort of jump in and know how to do stuff in a band setting yeah yeah it's like you're sharpening you're sharpening your saw you know Mm -hmm. and then when you're with playing with your band you're actually cutting logs (laughs) (laughs) yeah no totally like it's the same thing like i keep going back to this but like when i when you think about writing like you you do writing exercises you write about things that you don't care about so that when you come up with like a good idea you have the the skills to to write it you know like now i can do this because i have all the tools to do it yeah like if you kept a notebook but, of like all of your writing assignments or whatever i doubt yeah i doubt many of them are like groundbreaking or whatever but it's like yeah yeah they taught because you wrote this thing about i don't know shoes or something you know mm, yeah and you have then you learned how to write about something you actually care about yeah. but then it isn't 
th there's an element to this and and I'm I'm sure this this applies musically too that with with writing like an understanding of grammar and structure right like some like you know mm -hmm. wacko like James Joyce completely blowing up structure yeah it it's like uh, an idiot would say, oh, well, he doesn't know structure. Well, actually, no, he does. That's how he, he broke structure because he knows structure. So you have to learn structure before you can, like... And then there are some people who don't, you know, who don't follow... It, it's just like, like Eddie Van Halen. Like, he doesn't know any scales, and if you listen to his solos, he actually doesn't play scales. He just plays, like, random nonsense, but it sounds good. Like... <laughs> like at yeah. some point, if you have enough of the innate art ability, it almost like trumps the other. Because yeah. I'm sure there are plenty of I don't know enough about writing, but I'm sure there are plenty of writers who like who genuinely have bad grammar or something. But, it, you know, they're good enough hmm. at other aspects that it almost makes up for it or something. Yeah, maybe. maybe. I mean, with writing, well, it's like that you, would get, work. you got to at least like spell words right and everything. Yeah. You get yeah. your editor to do that. <laughs> yeah. I'm guessing. Do you guys know Jackson Pollock? Oh, go ahead. Yes. I'm guessing that that Eddie Van Halen, the the replacement for the like correct scales, is practice, right? Or, and it's like I think he was like and, like, like said, he was pretty young. I, I think like he gener he genuinely has like a serious amount of just innate ability that you know that like someone practicing scales all day and even playing with a band probably would never get to that level. Yeah, but I'm you know. saying I, I'm I'm guessing that Eddie Van Halen. You're you, I, I'm not arguing that he that there is an innate talent, but the I'm guessing that if we if it were possible to hear his playing when he was 13 or whatever, you know, the first year he started, that he wouldn't yeah. sound that it would be like, wow, that guy's got like he's got crazy talent for somebody who just yeah, picked but, up the guitar. But, but it wouldn't play like, with a band oh, for as long as he did. He got yeah, good by yeah. by using using it. It's the same way with uh, with Jay Mascus. Uh, like you you listen to a lot of their early stuff. I don't know. It's it's interesting because you'll uh, there's this video that I really like of theirs where it's it's recorded at a radio station. It's like one of those you know where they'll come in and play a few oh, songs yeah, like, and kind of do um, some interview stuff. KR, KPRQ or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think but... it. I think it actually is that one, but. Um, it's that those that lady in Seattle, and uh, and and like he does CRW is what it is. He has like some pretty like not shreddy solos, but like pretty technique heavy. And you watch him play it, and part of this is just his body language. But it's like it's like he's about to fall asleep. It's so easy and second nature for him, you know. <laughs> but it's like <laughs> really like he's really good, you know. And and <laughs> part of that I think is just having played it for so long over and over that, yeah, you mm. just get better at it. What were you going to say about Jackson Pollock though? Oh, so I was going to say like, he's kind of like the James Joyce thing where like, I, I remember looking at a book of his work and like the thing that everyone knows is like the, the splatter paintings. Right. Right. Like, if you go back, he was like skilled at like portraits and like, you know, real, you know, representational. That's nuts work yeah and it's like he 
he had all that and because like you said because he had that because he knew the quote unquote rules like he was able to expand on it and break it and ultimately he ended up with this crazy thing mm-hmm. and picasso is kind of the same way too like yeah he, i was gonna say the same stuff is picasso. way more like normal looking and just then, classical yeah 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 classical but so once you had that vocabulary then you can learn you can like figure out how to do different things and get farther away um someone like um nels klein kind of makes you think of that too like I'm sure he can play scales, you know, like do normal things, but his playing, his playing style is kind of way out there, but it's probably mm-hmm. only because of that understanding of the other thing that allows you sometimes to do the crazy wild things. So everyone's like, Oh, I could do that. I could play that. Yeah. It's just three notes, but it's like the perfect three notes, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Well, and it's, it's like the same reason why you see a lot of interviews and, and even on rig rundowns and stuff like that. Like, when when they'll say like do you have any advice for young guitarists or people starting out and the thing you hear more than anything else is take lessons Hmm. like Mm -hmm. even these people who are just you know like aren't known for their guitar technique or their you know classical technique or whatever like they still understand the importance of of having a base to build on you know yeah Hmm. (coughs) i'm i'm reminded of uh and i don't know why this is making me think of this but uh an interview with rivers cuomo i don't know what podcast this was on and he was saying that the gear slum yeah i think it was one of our former episodes. it was episode 142 <laughs> <laughs> um it was our four-year anniversary episode yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he begged us to to come on and talk to us um he uh he was talking about him and i think like every everyone else in the band that they were all like super into like shreddy metal and when they decided to be a band they made a rule we are not going to do we're not going to be a shreddy metal band Hmm. and we're not going to do that we're not going to have it in our music and that when they just screw around and jam trying to write songs together like because that's what they did when they were kids they were so used to like doing um like that they'd all like they'd sink into it and then somebody else would go no nope we're not doing that remember and it forced them to come up with what um i guess i mean what the blue album is really i think that's kind of so like, yeah. but, it, but it's interesting because you still see the influence, like, absolutely. Uh, like Weezer, Weezer almost sticks to a structure more than any band I can think of, but you know, so many of their songs that are just like rock, you know, pop rock, alternative, whatever, like they still have a kind of shreddy solo in them, <laughs> you know? Well, yeah. and my, my guess is that later that they kind of loosened up on that, but like, it, it sounded like that when they were starting that they were like and also if you think about it like in like the early like in in the in the 90s like being a shreddy band was like not cool yeah yeah you know so it was like that i'm sure that was part of it and now it's like it's not not cool anymore then you know like Rivers is like a great example though of like him him having that background in like guitar, I guess. 
Like he's he's one of those guys who's like surprisingly good at guitar. Mm-hmm. But like he's 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 a very good guitarist. It's kind of like Billy Corgan too. Like th- th- their style of music doesn't require that much proficiency at guitar, but to be very good at it, you know. Because I think, yeah, when you're approaching it, and, and this is going to sound super pretentious because I, I'm I'm not producing anything, but like the idea of writing songs that sound good didn't require them to write songs that showed off how awesome they were. Yeah. It was about like servicing yeah, the, exactly. the best song that they could come up with. And that happened to be songs that didn't showcase like the ceiling of their abilities. Right. But you can, like, it's like you said, it's clear when you listen to, when you really listen to cert, like certain parts of certain songs, like, Oh, that's like, they're, they're better than this song's the ability of this song. Like yeah. any, and especially especially when they play live, like that's when you really, mm. yeah. Like in my mind, I I see Weezer and Green Day as like very sort of parallel bands. Even even though I know that's not a that's not a great analogy, but in my mind, that's fair. The, I got I listened to the Blue Album and Dookie at the same time. Like, yeah, yeah. Like the same day, I heard them both. But like. <laughs> Like Rivers is like a significantly better guitarist than Billy Joe. Yeah. Even though he doesn't necessarily, but like nobody, like it's not like it holds back Green Day, you know? Yeah. Well, I think he's a a guitarist. What's that? I think Billy Joe's like a really good songwriter. Like that's. Yeah, exactly. And so is Rivers. Like that's why they're, that's why they're popular. Like there are plenty of guitarists who are as good as Rivers who aren't as popular because they don't write. Because yeah, they don't probably. write good songs, yeah, or, or or who are like way better, yeah. And I think Phil, I think that's part of what makes a really good guitarist is knowing. And again, like we keep talking about the Beatles, but they're a great example of this too. Like, not always having to play to your absolute limit of ability, you know, mm, yeah. at all times. And mm-hmm. right, yes, that's like part of the reason I don't like modern metal music because it's like a competition to see who can play the most notes in you know per second or whatever and it's right like, or yeah, crazy like timing play. yeah yeah and that's why i've never really liked like and maybe i've never given him a chance maybe someone like ingve or or uh joe satriani maybe they are more musical than i give him credit for it but it's like i have no interest in listening to someone who's just technically really good at guitar yeah like i want to hear good music and if it happens to have good guitar in it then that's cool Yes. So show. It's all about the iceberg. <laughs> Thanks for friendship. I... <laughs> Thanks for friendship. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for friendship. Good up. Thanks for friendship. Thanks for friendship. Thanks. Thanks, Jim Smith, for uh, our newest member of the Slumhard. Yeah. Thanks to all the members crew. of the Slumhard Street Crew. Yeah. Jeez. Thanks for slumming at hard. So we keep it up, have guys. To do less. Thanks to the Sinusoid, too. Yeah, thanks, Sinusoid. Packs and street packs are in the post.